man, all you gotta do is put that pride to the side and you'll get some way, but it's like hard for a black man to put that pride to the side. You know, pride is the number one black killer in urban communities. Pride is the reason why young black men are in prison right now because they pride in a way they don't want to be broke in front of this young lady they like. They don't want to be broke in front of their homeboys. Pride is the reason a lot of kids drop out of school and, and, and run to the streets because their family can't get keep up with the Jordans and the Air Maxes. Because that was the reason why I dropped out of school because my pills clean like all the girls. So I put in my mind, I got in my mind like, man, my daddy gone, bro, my mama, ain't no money. I got to do something. So what I should the easiest route. And plus, I was so bummy at school, so I'm like, shoot, I can sell dope. Shoot, the older dudes, gonna, I'm gonna I'm fit in with these dudes. Plus, my peers, they gonna look at me like, yo, man, he's he, he cool now, he making money, plus he dressing fresh, but all that was was my pride. I always felt I had something to prove, man. Wrong place, wrong time. Keep it in the road. Nah, I ain't playing with my nose. Sticking to the code. Love turn to hate. I don't fuck with fake shit. I'm running with the snakes. Sticking out the same place. Keep a game fake. Nah, and we ain't playing no poke. My life a look cold. Better move over. I bust your melon by the road. Take a life for a onion, a bell like a funion. I ran through the profit in the weed. The money got me geek, my son got to eat. I pray a lot more, cause I really can't sleep. Love, forgive me for all my sins, knowing I'm gon' sin again. I'm glad my life wasn't easy. Cheesy and pillow talking never with me. The game it was so, but the shit wasn't free. Never kept me running on the street, cold feet. I know you can't possibly flinch, I'm a bop and strike. Go back to start screaming, Luminati. I ain't too pocket, I'm living like bubble. Life too exotic, speaking like a rock. I ain't apologetic. I is up. It's your boy Sunny Day, Sun Diesel, son of the sun, son of man, son of God, deeply embedded in the flesh. Jehudi Ankaman Hotep L Bay Prophet 616 Blaze E Nigma. Get at him. Here we go. Man, I'm feeling pumped today. This motherfucking McDonald's medium roast coffee got me turned. <clears throat> yeah. So, anyways, this is the podcast. Tell me the truth. I am your host, Sunny Days. And uh, yeah, man, uh, man, I'm getting a lot of good feedback on last week's episode, Africans in America, with uh, Brother Kofi Horn. That was an awesome episode. It was so eye-opening. And this episode, I lo- it's going to go in a great segue. But first, 
let me get some of the sponsors out of the way. Of course, we're sponsored by 24 Entertainment, our uh, parent company. Uh, 24 Entertainment specializes in multimedia shows, production, and we're now producing podcasts if anybody is interested. So come to the Tell Me the Truth website and reach out to uh, 24 Entertainment. Just ask to speak to C. Scott. Also, we are brought to you by Sky High TV. Sky High TV is a new internet uh, video series talking about cannabis and culture and entertainment brought to you by Mr. Ethan Snyder on Facebook, but you may know him as E. Youngin. He also was on episode four with us, uh, Rocky Mountain High, where he actually called us from Colorado and kind of gave us a status check from out there. It was pretty cool. So if you want to get at us, hit us up at www-tellmethetruth.com dot tell me the truth dash podcast dot com okay there it is hit me up on that www dot tell me the truth dash podcast dot com you can listen to the episodes there here's a hint though it's a lot better if you download it to your device and then listen to it because the files are big you can also just subscribe and then your phone will naturally download them as I release them every Monday um so i would say subscribe there's a subscribe link which will take you to feed burner and then it gives you a lot of uh options that you can use on your uh pc if you're an apple user i have an itunes link hit the itunes link subscribe iTunes. you know how it go get the podcast app on itunes if you're using an android phone i use podcast republic you can use google listen just uh you know go to the play store look up all the podcast uh streaming devices and you can find tell me the truth on all of them man we international uh i'm trying to reach out to people overseas i've been friending a lot of people in africa just trying to see you know just trying to let this movement spread see if i can get some interviews with people over there to get an accurate diagnosis um but to get into this episode because i don't want to make the intro too long this is episode shit. I think this is episode nine. This is episode nine, and I call this one Second Chances with Raw Six. And uh, I'm gonna tell you what I found out about Raw Six from E Youngin. He shared something, and it was uh, a post on Facebook. And Raw Six was participating in a Stop the Violence concert slash campaign. Now at the time, I thought it was his campaign. He was actually just performing, but I was like, man, shit, that's what I want to see. Stop the violence. That's what we need to be pushing. Because I told somebody the other day, we're not ever going to get, and this is black, white, and purple, but this is specifically for the African-American community. We're not going to get anybody to stop killing us until we can stop killing ourselves so we can consolidate power and resources because the same thugs that's out there killing each other well, shit, if you're going to catch a bid for killing somebody, wait till one of these police fuck with one of our babies and go kill his ass and then go ride out. I'm still trying to figure out how ain't nobody done smoked George Zimmerman ass. And I'm going to pause for that because this guy's walking around and there's some so quote unquote thugs and goons out there. And this guy's alive. So somebody need to lose their fucking goon card. You know, I'll put money on your books off his ass. But anyways, this is called Second Chances. And, you know, I'm not going to give away too much of the episode, 
But I would just say that it's it's a good title because Ross is, is a positive young man. I called him on the phone and asked him about the interview. And just talking to him for 10 minutes, I was like, shit, I like your energy. It reminds me of myself. Um, so I'm not going to give away nothing else. It's called Second Chances. And I will say that this man has made a big 360 in the actual way he lives his life, his motivations, and you know how he's putting one foot in front of the other. Facebook Messenger messes up a couple times in the first 10 or 15 minutes, but I call him back on my cell phone and then the signal gets good. So hang in there for about 10, 20 minutes while Facebook fucks up and then get ready for a whole hour of good stuff. So with no further ado, I give you episode nine, Second Chances with Raw 6. Get them! I'm thinking about the good old days quick they slip away but i'm gonna be fine i'm gonna be fine i'm gonna be all right slide it up and let it roll let it now just from the turn negative it's so positive man it's like a uh, rap artist right. a rap a, a rap artist let me, let me correct that a rap artist it's like nowadays a, a rap artist voice could play a big part in the communities and it's a lot of it's a lot of artists that's not not taking advantage of that because if you if you look at it, somebody who make music that's in the limelight could make a, a, a make a young male or female follow their lead quicker than they their mother and father could do it. So that's really all I'm trying to do is just use my voice, put my community together, put other communities together. They can look at me and be like, look, okay, his music is talking about this, that, and the third. But if he could if he could go through all that and still manage to try to be a businessman, I could do the same thing. It just 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 artists need to just get involved with their communities a little more, man. And that's really that's really what I'm trying where I'm trying to go at with my movement. That's all I'm trying to do, man. You know, it's just really I'm gonna start with my community. It's like if, if I can get a, a, a group of teenagers, 19. I start at 14 or 19, even 20, and, and they see me come up. They know how I came up, and it's just like, if I take them on the road with me, even if they don't, they don't do nothing, they'll just, I can show them the ropes, and I can give them a little something to look forward to. So say for instance, I take five, six, six, five, six, seven teenagers with me. Four out of five, gonna look at, gonna look at the situation like, dog, boy, we've been around him our whole life. Look what he's doing now. We could try to do it. We see this man come from nothing. Like nothing. I'm talking about from 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 the from the from the uh strung out on drugs to to in and out of jail to where I'm at right now. You just gotta stay down, man, and believe in yourself and pray and have faith and work better in your life and put your pride to the side and go get it and stop trying to impress the people around you for all the wrong reasons. Just shoot for the stars, man. Just shoot for the stars. That's all I try to do. Yeah, and that's why I feel we we fall short at trying to impress people and be something we're not rather than be the best us we can be. But, you know, you touched on something. I want you to kind of elaborate and tell the people, like, what was your coming up? Like, how was you raised? What was your situation? Because I feel like just from listening to you talk, there's a lot of passion and energy and charisma in there. 
And I'm interested to hear where does that come from? Like, what was your experience growing up? Was you in the hood, middle class? Like, what fed into making Raw 6, Raw 6? Well, it's like, I ain't gonna sugarcoat a cut no corner, man. I'm gonna be straight direct. Around like okay. eight years old, I'm I'm coming from school. Uh, my mother, she got into some things in the neighborhood. That was she went to prison. Okay, she come home. She two eight and a half years. She come home. Been home two years. My grandmother raised me and three of my siblings, uh, three other siblings. Cause she, my like I said, my mother was in prison. So my dad, he was he we he, he. I always respect my father, but it was like my father was more like. Our brother, he always stayed with his mother, and his mother raised us. So it's like, then my mother came home after eight years. He get locked up, trying to. She coming home trying to provide for her, get us a house and all. So he go rob banks. He get locked up ten years. He come home after ten years, but still he get out the halfway house. My little brother catch a life sentence. Like that's why I say turn a negative into a positive. I speak on these things, but in my music, I know it's I know it's people in the world going through way more than what I'm going through and going through similar things as me. So it's just like I'm not afraid to speak on things uh, of subjects that other artists are scared to talk about. I want to talk about that because that's the whole that's the whole moral of my real life fuck rap movement. And turning the negative into a positive. I'm rapping about negative things went on in my life, but I'm trying to do something positive with it. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. I feel you taking you taking what people would consider to be a dark situation, and you bringing the light out of the darkness. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, I respect that. And I mean, a lot of people can relate to that. I know I've had friends that are growing up with parents in very rough situations. And a lot of times, that's a make-or-break situation. You know, it's a make-or-break situation. Either a person can take those experiences and it'll crush them, you know, and they'll never get over it, or they'll take that situation and they'll, like, build themselves up and say, hey, I don't want to be in this situation. I've seen, you know, the I've seen the outcome of taking these certain paths, and I don't want to take these paths. Yeah, man, uh, if you real with you, man, it was like... Man, I, I, I it'll be times where, where this music thing wasn't going good for me, and I, and I gave up on it. Like I say, I gave up, and after my little brother caught a life sentence, it, it's like I felt I let him down because I begged my brother to get in the streets. I cried to my brother. Man, our daddy locked up, man. Come on, you got to get out here. My brother was on a narrow path, on a straight path, I meant, and it was like, it was like I begged him and cried to him to move the street life with me to have my back out here, and I turned into him into a monster. And it was like, when I was trying to slow down and, and, and get back into music, my little brother was on go, because we was on some by any means necessary, you get what I'm saying? So it was like, yeah. then when he got locked up, for what he got locked up for, they gave my brother life, and he didn't, he didn't kill nobody. He got locked up for armed robbery, kidnap, home invasion, or something like that, whatever. It was like, it's like I, 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 I blame myself for a long time, but it, just, it had me on the verge of committing suicide. I really went crazy, really wanted to lay down and die because I thought I let my brother down, my family looking at me like, you the older brother, you shouldn't have got your brother involved in this kind of life, but it was like, 
this all we knew. When you coming up and this all you see your family do, your peers, all the people around you, and this all you see, that's what you're going to gravitate to. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was just like, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Nah, nah, keep going, keep going. It was just like, man, and then it was like, my brother called me like, man, and the only reason he got life because my family didn't have any money to get him. He went to, he went to trial with a court-appointed lawyer. You know what I'm saying? So it was like... Oh, a public pretender? A pl- a pl- yeah, yeah, yeah. You, said, you call it a public pretender? Yeah, that's what it yeah. is. That's what it is. I like that, too. I'm going to put that in the song. I ain't lying. But, <laughs> public pretenders, man. But it's like... It's like... They gave my brother life, and that, I think that first year... That first year, I went crazy, like... I started, I had relapse, because I used to uh, do drugs, I, not, I used to sniff. I relapsed, and it was like, I was doing good. I relapsed, because I felt, dog, these, these folks that took my heart. I didn't want to get money no more. I didn't want to do nothing. I felt, the, the police, they gave my brother life. They gave my brother 10 years, 5 years, and everybody, man, my boy, my boy coming home. Get what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like that shit really screwed my fridge. It did something to me, but then I had got locked up. I was not caring about life. I stopped caring. I stopped caring point blank, period. It was just like, I got locked up. So I'm in the county jail. So they, they come pick you up. Like, I ain't seen him in so long because I know his situation. You get what I'm saying? And it yeah. was just like, it was just like it did something to me. So I came home. And then he still sat in the county for like a year, another year. So they had him in the county for like a year and a half. I came home. I'm starting to get it together, but I still wasn't thinking about music. So he like, so he called me after they shipped him up the road. He called me like, man, big bro, man. It's crazy in here, man. It's crazy behind this wall, man. I can't sit in here for life. I can't adapt to this. I can't adapt to this. So what I did was I had to get my mind right. I had to leave the drugs alone. My little brother calling me is like I can't protect him like I can protect him out here. So what I what I have to do is protect him through the system. So what I do is call the prison counselor, try to get him a job, try to get him everything he could do because it's like the stuff he want to do and that he can't really do it unless the, the folks know you got somebody out here really love you and care. They just feeding you to the system. You get what I'm saying? So I got yeah. him a job in the kitchen. Me and my family got him a job, called the council up 24-7, back-to-back, all the day, every day, all day, every day, trying to get him in programs, do little stuff to keep his time occupied because he's in the level five camp. In the level five camp, all you do is sit around all day and wait for something to happen. You get what I'm saying? Ain't no outside yeah. detail, none of that. So it was like, he like, man, big bro, man, you got to get me out of here. So I think I was like, okay, look, I could go rob. I could go. I could go rob somebody for a couple of keys, a couple of pounds, get some lawyer money, or I could. I could go. I could stay down and grind and, and come up with some lawyer money. The robbing somebody could kill me. Some, somebody could kill me or whatever. But grinding, that mean that's like me hustling on the block again. Okay, I could grind up thirty, forty thousand. But as soon as I'm about to go pay for that lawyer, I done caught some sale cases or some shit like that. Excuse my French. So I'm like, okay. I, I, all I, I'm thinking, but all I hear is my brother, he ain't crying like no fuck, nigga. He know he, he, he taking his lick, but a life sentence, he don't deserve that. You get what I'm saying? So he like, man, bro, I know I ain't gonna come home, straight home, just get that life sentence off me. I could do 10, 15 years for what I did. They caught me red-handed, so, you know what I'm saying? Fuck it. Just get yeah. this life sentence off me. So, I'm brainstorming. I'm dead broke. Ain't got no money in my pocket. I'm laying down looking at the ceiling. 
What could I do? What could I do? What could I do? I know a nine to five ain't gonna do it because I need to hurry up and get on the job. So what I do, shit, I go to the studio and give it my all, man. And give it my all. I drop like four songs. And four songs turn it all this. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was done with it, man. I was done with it. God gave me a blessing. I, like, I've been gave up on this job, man. I've been gave up on it. I've been gave up on it, man. But I'm going to do what I got to do. I go through hell and high water to get my little brother home, man. As long as I don't disrespect myself as a man, my pride is to the side. I'm going to get it. Fuck chasing a dream. I'm trying to get my brother home. I feel you. So at this point, is your brother still, um, is he still strapped with the life sentence? Oh, yes, sir. He's in making state prison right now as we speak. Working in the kitchen. Oh, man. That's insane. 25-year life sentence. Just like that. So at this point, you said you got your brother put on to the game just to better y'all situation because that's pretty much what you knew how to do. So you showed him what you knew how to do. And as a result of that, he ended up catching a life sentence, which is, to me, some crazy shit. But I think that's something that they're trying to work on now in changing the sentencing laws because to give a young man a life sentence, you know, was this his, was this his first infraction? Or is it just very, like, are they real heavy-handed in that in that area? Now you got a couple of you got a couple of you got a couple of uh, felony drug charges, and it was just like they try to they try to uh, hit him with a, a repeat offender and all that. But it's just like that, like on the, what you had just said about they working on that. Obama works. I I I, I, I follow up on what's going on about they supposed to be letting six thousand uh. Uh, 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 federal inmates out. They ain't talking about the state, man. The, the state and the feds is totally different. They don't give a fuck about the state inmates, man. Like, that shit's so fucked up in there, man. Rats, man. It's like the food. It's like, man, it's really, it's really fucked up, man. It's like, it's so fucked up. Remember how everybody used to be like, I don't know if you know, man, shit, if I do any time, I'd rather do the fed time. Because in yeah, the fed, yeah. you know, in the feds, you live good where you used to live good, but now it's like the system is so designed for us to fail. How you go to jail, then when you get out, they don't got no program. It's hard for you to get a job. So it's just like they setting you up to get right back in. You get what I'm saying? To fall back into that, to that old life you was living. If, if a man know he can hustle and rob, but he, he's, trying to, he's trying to sacrifice all that to stay down. He's just coming home for his family. A man gonna look at his child like, man, I can't, I can't find no child to feed my child. What you think he gonna do if all he know how to do? Prison don't change people, man. Cause when you when you go to prison and you come home, they still treat you like you you didn't pay for your crime. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like you continue to pay for that crime. You gonna pay for it your whole life. You gonna pay for it your whole life. But 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 let a but let a uh, let a, uh, a Caucasian catch a rape charge and, and all uh, the blue, the blue collar crimes, it's okay. You feel what I'm saying? How you, yeah. how you give a, I could give someone who embezzled money from these big companies and all that was going on a couple of years, but a guy they gonna give a black man 20 to life for robbing somebody. They, they robbing them, taking more money 
something real interesting that goes along with what you just said uh on episode four i did an episode about the legal definition of words and i'm pretty sure you're aware dealing with your brother's situation that those legal terminologies are real important when you're trying to get something done so i looked up i was uh researching the constitution and i looked up the 13th amendment and you know that's the amendment that abolished slavery and listen to this. This is what it says. It says, Slavery or involuntary servitude shall be abolished unless a person is being punished for a crime. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Come on. So, Come on, man. when you hear that right there, what does that tell you when you have more people in general who are being punished for a crime, have no rights, are legally dead in a state of servitude, then it's more people in a state of slavery now than it was people in slavery when they had slavery. Damn, Skippy. Some they getting paid every day to house inmates. They get paid every day. That's why you think they open so many private camps. They closing a couple of them down now, but they get paid to house an inmate. That's why... That's why that's why we gotta stand in my neighborhood, man. You better be safe, man, cause they always got the uh the the, uh, the lights on for you at that whole point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they, and it's like police uh lock people up to reach their quota. You know what I'm saying? Like like come on, man, just to reach a quota to put in the the uh your city, the government, the the mayor of your city face. Okay, we doing the job. We wrote this many tickets this year. We locked this many people up for felonies this year. We locked this many people up for uh, misdemeanors this year. And it's, it's, that's like they giving people a badges and they abusing the badges. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, and well, you... I'm not a judge. I'm nobody to judge. So it's just like, I, it's like I, with my music, I'm not gonna get so direct into the political stuff right now. Cause it's not, I'm not, I'm not at that platform. But trust and believe, man, I'm coming with it. I'm coming with it now. I'm gonna come with it. Cause I'm gonna speak up. I'm gonna speak up for a lot of people. That's why a lot of people gonna respect me, man. Cause I'm gonna say stuff that I'm not that other. I mean, you know, I'm gonna say stuff that other people are afraid to talk about. Cause they they feel if I talk about this, I ain't gonna get a deal. The big record labels gonna come and try to run it. I don't want no deal. That's why I wanna stay independent. Cause once I once I get once I get where I need to be, I'm gonna speak up on a lot of facts, man. A lot of facts, and I'm gonna do my homework and research. So. You, you, the, 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 the media won't have nothing to say about nothing. It's all facts. It's all facts. And that's the key. When we when we come up, stepping to people and dropping our opinions, that is the key. And that's something I always try to do is have facts, have books, have documentation, so that people see whatever you say and whatever you come in with is not your opinion. It's just facts. And you can't argue with facts. And that's what I always tell people. You're not arguing with me. You're arguing with the facts. You know. Yeah. That's the truth. So with with all that being said, when did you drop your first actual 
professional musical project because I remember you saying it started all with these four songs. What were those four songs? Uh, I know I got two of them on my project that's out right now, 4027 True Story. That's out right now. You can find it on uh, Dad Pill. Um, uh, there was, uh, you already know. Uh, I'm schooly featured on that right now. And what it was, uh, Mama Pray For Me. The third one was Missing You. And the fourth one, I, matter of fact, the fourth beat, I, I didn't even record it because it's like, it, it's like, I wanted to take my time with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I take my time with all my music, but that fourth beat, I just felt like I didn't want to rush this beat. You know, it's so, it's so, it's so raw. And, and it's like, so, 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 it just it makes you feel so good. It's like, man, I want, I want to put the right thing. I want to say the right words to it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Um, so I want to rewind back to last weekend because, like I said, uh, one of the things that attracted me to your uh, movement and your music was I saw that you were putting on a Stop the Violence concert. How did that come into being? And like, how did how did y'all put that together? Well, me per se, I didn't have nothing to do with putting it together, but it was just like so. It, 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 I think I see it from about it's, a, it's like every week every week it would been so much chilling down here every week two or three people getting killed in savannah man every i'm talking about literally man literally they finding bodies everywhere you feel me babies catching straight bullets type of foolishness so it's just like now that's they, they, that's um, happening today like now what i remember the 90s was crazy that's happening nah, right man, now in savannah that's happening right now man that, that's happening right now bro like like right now man so wow. like they put they put that together and it was a good outcome. They talked about it over the radio. E ninety three got involved. Uh, a, a lot of uh, local artists got involved. A lot of artists that got that got that's really moving outside the city got involved. And it was a good look for the city. It's, it's something the city needed. But you know, it could have it could have been just a publicity stunt or whatever. But the the feeling I got from it. It was positive, and it's what the city needed. And a lot of people came out to support it. A lot of people. A lot of people from all over came out to support That's what's up. So, from that, I want to go to... Because, you know, this podcast is available to the whole world. So, what is the state of Savannah right now? Like, if I drove up there right now, and me and you just took a walk in your area... What would I see? What is the environment on a day-to-day basis? Well, I ain't gonna say a lot of people, it makes it seem like it's so, so crazy, ridiculous, and, and so so messed up, but it's just like, they have its moments, and like right now, my neighborhood, my, my neighborhood, you think my neighborhood a ghost town, which it is, which we wanted to look like that to the public eye, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like, I really couldn't, I really couldn't explain that. I really couldn't, really couldn't explain that, you know what I'm saying? Because it's just like, stuff just happened, man. It just happened out of nowhere. You might cut on the, you might cut on the news. I'm waiting in California getting calls. And you know they just found so-and-so behind the bridge. Or you know so-and-so, them houses got shot up. Oh, yeah, you know so-and-so, that girl you was messing with just got killed. I'm talking about, you can't, you, it's like you can't, you, gotta, you can't escape this shit, you feel me? And it's yeah. sad, but it's life, man, it's life. It's like, this God plan, because it ain't ours. 
You know what I'm saying? The de- it's like death the only thing that's promised. So it's like, the, the me, when people die, like I don't even go to funerals. The last funeral I went to was my grandma's funeral, you feel me? Yeah. And like when people die, man, I just feel like, man, they dying, it's, it's better. They get, they're going on their second life. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel like. I'm ready for my second life because I feel it's going to be better than this one. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just like, man, this, this, this shit hell. This shit hell, man, it's hell. That, that's how I could describe our shit like that. It's living hell here, man. Anybody here that got a, that, that, that can find a way to get out, man, they searching for ways out. They searching for ways out. Any way out. And really, if you think about it, man, Savannah is a retirement city. People come here who are tired. You know what I'm saying? Like, you'll go from the River Street. That's why, that's why, the, the, uh, that's why you get so much time down here. And when you get locked up in the kitchen, we call it Cheetah County. Because it's a retirement city. People come from Miami, New York, places where they work, they work for 30, 40 years and retire. And they move down here for a peace of mind. But they ain't coming out here for no peace of mind. Yeah, it's a historical down that way. But, man, it's just like, it's hell, man. It's hell. And I'm trying my best to get from here, man. And I'm going to get me and my family from here. Like, this is my home. This is my home. Don't get me wrong. I love my home. My city what made me. But, man, I ain't about to let nobody kill me for trying to be somebody. You know what I'm saying? That's the truth. So are there, like, job opportunities, employment opportunities there? Are there any, like, industry there for people to work at? Or is it a situation to where there's more people than jobs? There's more people than jobs, man. There's more people than jobs. There's Damn. more people than jobs. Yeah. More people than jobs. And what that's is... Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. What did you say, Teddy? That's why a lot of people down here, really, that's young, they they, they try to start their own businesses, lawn service, any little thing, you know what I'm saying? They try to start it just to have some kind of income because if you got a record down here, man, it's, it's a no-win situation. It's a no-win situation, man. It's a no-win situation. Damn. Damn. So I guess the combination of lack of employment opportunities and just people on top of each other it just kind of breeds for a, for a kind of a rough situation and it's like that in a lot of in a lot of inner cities all across america and i think that's why we have always seen a lot of this violence be perpetrated because when the employment opportunities leave then you have people just left to pretty much use the black market to support themselves and their family and like you said, that ends up with people ending up in prison or harsh jail sentences, which ends up with kids not having their parents around, you know, which ends up in violence and crazy stuff happening, you know. But I feel like stuff like that Stop the Violence campaign and just giving these kids a different perspective and a different outlook to say, hey, you know, I don't have to particularly sell drugs or, hey, you know, because this is my thought. Being that the internet is out, everybody has the opportunity. I mean, if you are lucky enough to have the internet, you know, or to have a device yeah. to get on the internet, because some people don't even have that. But yeah. f- for those of us who, for those of us who are lucky enough to have it, you know, it gives a little bit of hope. Because you know, look at it. You're a guy from Savannah. I'm a guy up here in Gainesville, and. Mm-hmm. I think maybe uh, my homeboy E. Youngin shared some of your stuff, and I was just like, oh, let me check this out, and boom, boom, yeah. bam, you know, and that was just 
And then look at what we're doing now. So anybody has the opportunity because you didn't have to pay, you know, a million dollar promotion company to get your name out there to where a person who would have never heard of you before because we're in different cities doing different things, going different directions. So, I mean, I feel like the, the playing fields for success has been leveled. But the problem is, is that everybody doesn't know that yet. coming from a place that doesn't have a lot of employment opportunities you can be that role model to say it's not all about just waiting for you know the miracle to come or for something to fall out of the sky you got to get out here and chase it and run after it and be hungry you know and then once you fall get up because i'm pretty sure i mean i'm impressed man just from you know you saying you was out there in cali and vegas doing that promoting coming from small savannah georgia you know, that's a big deal, you know, I mean, that's showing me it's possible, so I know it's showing things to people that's in your local community being like, well, hey, you know, I've seen cuz come from doing this, this, and that, to turning himself around, doing this, this, and this, and now he going all the way across the country, because I know in the little city that I'm from, there are individuals who have never left that city. I ain't lying, same here, man. And that's the scariest thing, because, you know, like one of my personal theories and philosophies is, is that everybody has a different, like, world size. So some people's, you know, world is their neighborhood. Other people's world 
is their city, you know, and it goes bigger and bigger. Some people world is the state because they travel around the state. Some people go from coast to coast like you. So your, your horizons have been expanded, you know, by coastal. And then you got the people who go to different countries, you know. Well, and speaking it, on that, uh, my, my, my single, you already know, playing in Dominican Republic right now. Uh, then uh, after we came back from California, the people who I just signed a distribution deal with, Ensme, NZNT, they went to uh, UK to promote the single. So it's like I stayed because like, it's like there are people that's working for me and we working together. There's no reason for us to bunch up right now and we could shoot over there and make it look good. It's like, I ain't trying to do this to be seen. It's like, okay, we could, we'll kill, we'll, we'll kill more birds with a couple stones. You go do that. My manager, my manager stays in the A. He, he work in that area and I shoot back and forth there because I'm here working in the little, the little region around my city, the little country towns. And it's just like, this shit spread like wildfire. Excuse my friend. But it's just like you gotta have a plan with it, man. You gotta have a plan, and and it don't take it don't take much money. It don't take much money, and if you let your, your talent speak for itself, somebody might see you and want to invest in you. That, that just find investors and maybe you'll get a distribution deal. Maybe you could come up with a single and get hot enough. You press up a thousand copies for five hundred dollars. Sell each copy for five dollars. Or ask for any donation. And once you make people take you serious. They're going to support you because they take you serious and they see what you're trying to do. But it's just the whole thing to that is put your pride to the side. That's another thing. I see so much talent in my city, man. I'm talking about so much raw talent, man. Raw, raw talent. I'm talking about raw, raw, raw talent, man. And it blows my mind. But I'm like, man, all you got to do is put that pride to the side and you'll get some way. But it's like hard for a black man to put that pride to the side. You know, pride is the number one black killer in urban communities. Pride is the reason why young black men are in prison right now because they pride in a way they don't want to be broke in front of this young lady they like. They don't want to be broke in front of their homeboy. Pride is the reason a lot of kids drop out of school and, and, and run to the streets because their family can't get keep up with the Jordans and the Air Maxes. Because that was the reason why I dropped out of school. Because my pills clean, like all the girls. So I put it in my mind. I got in my mind, like, man, my daddy gone, bro. My mama ain't no money. I got to do something. So what I chose, the easiest route. And plus, I was so bummy at school. So I'm like, shoot, I can sell dope. Shoot, the older dudes, gonna, I'm going to fit in with these dudes. Plus, my pills, they going to look at me like, oh, man. He, he, he's cool now. He making money, plus he dressing fresh. But all that was was my pride. I always felt I had something to prove, man. I always felt I had something to prove. But once you, it's just like pride, man. You can look at you can look at pride a lot of different ways. Pride is the reason a lot of fucked up shit are happening in your life, man. Pride. Yeah, I feel. <coughs> Excuse me. I feel you on that, cause like you said, a lot of times. A person can't be the bigger man because their pride is in the way or their ego is in the way, you know. And they'd rather sacrifice sometimes themselves, their freedom, their future, just to quote unquote not be belittled or be less than. And yeah. but but you know what? I think there's nothing 
that's not particularly a bad thing. That's just a stage that people go through in developing. Because, you know, like you said, a lot of kids are like that in high school, middle school, and they're adolescents. So everybody's trying to fit in. Nobody wants to be left out. But it's different when, you know, you grow up in a culture where, you know, looking fresh and, you know, blah, blah, blah is is the cool thing because then it's like damn if i got on some hot bottoms not only am i not fitting in i may be getting teased so now i gotta fight dot 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 so even if a person doesn't go and sell drugs and get fresh sometimes even when you're not fresh people gonna talk shit so you're gonna fight and then get in trouble that way so it's a real tough road to navigate to be a strong enough person in your adolescent years to say well, because I, I mean, I'll give you an example. Right now, I'm, what, what am I? I'm 32. Man, I buy $17 shoes from Walmart, bro, and rock them shits. Because I'm like, because I got kids and stuff. So I'm like, if a person joke on me about my shoes, I'm just thinking this person is a, still a kid. They still worried about what a person is walking on the fucking ground with. You know, what is that about? Um, so, but when you're 14, 15, 13, and you're in a school environment where it's pretty much a, a fucking talent show or a popularity contest. It's like, I want to, you know, because I, I personally never owned a pair of Jordans in my whole life to this day. But, you know, I would get like some dope man nights or some dope man Rees, but that would be about the extent of it f- for name brand. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I yeah. mean, it's even crazier nowadays because I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know. The kids is dressing kind of tight closetness nowadays, and I really don't understand that in the dresses and stuff. But it's a lot of pressure on these kids to keep up. And like you said, especially if you don't have parental figures in the picture, that could make the whole situation get a lot more murky, a lot more murky. Just think about this when it go back, and I go back to how you said about how uh, R&B artists are, a, a, a hip hop artist have the effect on the kids. So just imagine if an artist, you cut, we run into an artist, he come out, he don't be so direct with the message, but he put it in a way like y'all don't gotta go that way. You feel me? And he just put it, he put it in a way where you don't gotta keep up with the fashion, just be yourself type music. Man, that that that, that artist gonna, gonna gonna fuck up the world. He gonna fuck the world up. And, and you know the you know the uh. The, the, you know the industry gonna do? Yeah. They gonna try to keep him away. They gonna try to block him out. They gonna try to block him off videos. Well, they gonna try to do that. But if he independent, ain't no way he could. They gonna be able to stop him. You get what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. But and then watch this though. I'm not gonna go all conspiracy, but watch this. <laughs> Remember Macklemore had that song. I'm on the pop some pads. Got about twenty dollars in my pocket. Now, that was a song, right? And, you know, I'm a Goodwill assassin, man. I be going in and getting badass shirts for, like, $4. But, um, so my wife called me. It's like, oh, you got to hit a song. You got to hit a song. This song is so you and shit. But for, but that, I don't know if that song really reaches over to our culture because in our culture, I don't really think that that's cool yet. But to me, it's the shit. Like, I like saying, okay, I got a fresh Joseph A. Banks shirt for four bucks and it costs like 60 versus, you know, actually going and spending a hundred dollars on a shirt. And I'm like, for what, you know, for what, who am I trying to impress? Yeah. 
You know, who are we trying to impress? But it's like, man, it's just like, that's my plan, though. That's my plan, the the rap about the negative in my life. And as I travel and see, I'm speaking about more things. I speak on, like, life situations. I I rap on my emotions. So it's like, I got a plan to do that and put it, and once I get their attention, their full attention, I ain't going to start just, oh, like, you hear every artist when they first come out, you hear that hunger, you hear that, that part of their life, you hear that past, that, that gruddy, that grind. But then once they get the money, they fall into everything they be around, you know what I'm saying? So what I'm going to do is, when I get to certain levels, I'm not going to go to, be standing going to the big parties or the after parties. Once I do my show, get my money, wake up that morning, I'm going to go do something that's still so I can stay fresh about what the whole reason of me doing it, turn it negative into positive when my whole reason started. So I ain't gonna I ain't gonna use that to get in the game, get some money, and then like fuck the game. I can do what I want now, I'm up. They gonna buy regardless. No, nah, I'ma stay consistent with it and I'm gonna be loyal to my fans and if I promise my fans something, that's what I'm gonna commit to and I'm gonna deliver every time. You get what I'm saying? I feel you. And you know what? That is the key with longevity. It's all about having a strong work ethic because if you like you see so many artists like nowadays that come out they have a really good hit but it's like they don't have the next five hits lined up you know and really you can tell the artists that do like i respect little wayne because he had one hell of a long run with hits drake seems to have a new hit out every month you know but that's a byproduct of constantly working, constantly creating material, because everything you write isn't a hit, even though it may be a good song, it's not always a quote-unquote hit. So you got to write about 10 good songs to come to each hit, you know? But a lot of artists don't have that drive and that tenacity to just, and you know, and some people don't even have, because like me, I know I like to write to a beat so I can craft my lyrics around the beat, you know? See, I don't even need a beat, man. I'm, I'm constantly writing, man. Like, I'm constantly writing. Like, I got 180 brand new songs I recorded after, well, within the time my brother got locked up and I got myself back together. 180 songs. I took out 16 wow. songs for the mixtape. And I still, it's like, when I take out something for a project, I try to put them songs back in. How many songs I took out? Because I'm always constantly writing. I don't need a beat. I can have a beat. It don't matter. It's just, I can hear a beat and I can write a verse in a hook in 30 minutes. I can write a whole song within an hour. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, it's just like I'm speaking on some real life situation. So it's like what I can see and what I can touch, I can rap about it. You get what I'm saying? So it's not hard to do. It's not really hard for me to do. And, and it, it, I feel it's a gift, but it's just like God, God put me, God gave me that gift to be a messenger. And then it's like it just hit me. I was talking to a pastor the other day. I'm not gonna get on some some Christian or religion rap. It's just like like my my projects. I'm gonna stop using the N word. Like next project, you ain't gonna hear no profanity, no N word, no uh battering women, none of that. It's just like my fans gonna see me grow, grow from this. When that 4027 cover, I'm on the porch. This is where I sold all my dope at to where I'm at now. Then the next step, and then the next step, then the next step. You hear what I'm saying? And yeah. the next step gonna be, and that next step, once I get, once my brother come home, I ain't gonna lie to you. 
I'm done. Like, I think this music job is phony to me. It's like really phony to me. Like, it's phony. It's, 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 it's phony because somebody can put a camera on them and portray a life that they never live and make so much money off it. But then your own neighborhood don't respect you and you can't even go in your neighborhood how you feel. You gotta have security. Ain't nothing wrong with that, but it's just like when you, it's just, this, 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 it's phony, man. The this, this music industry is phony, man. Like point blank, period. Phony. It's phony, man. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of good music out there, but it's just phony. It's phony, man. That's why I listen to rap, but I like listening to all kind of music. Country music, it, it, it's just, I listen to the message they sending. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's your content. Message. So I like all kind of music. I like all kind of music. I like all kind of music. All kind of music. And it just, I, I, I don't, the, the person behind the scenes make the most money anyway. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, I'm not going to sit here like every, every artist, uh, artist might say, man, it's not about the money. I love doing it. Man, it's about the money. I love doing it. Yeah, I love doing it. But what you want to do? You want to work for somebody or you want to work for yourself? I want to work for myself. You get what I'm saying? I mean, that's the American dream, ultimately. And it's like, well, that's why you see so many, that's why you see so many people that done been in the streets transforming to the music because it's a way out, man. It's a way out. It's a way out. And like right now, so it's like that, that the kind of music that's really selling is the, I got breaks. I killed them with the chopper. ABC, one, two, three. You could say the littlest thing and catch and then it go viral. Like sex, violence, sale. That sale quick, but it's just like, it's going to take me to come change the game. You feel me? Yeah. I done been through all that for real. And I got a whole city. I got a whole city to vouch for me for that, but it's just like, I could use my message to be positive. I'm going to have some more coffee. See, I got a fan right here. Tell, tell it. Tell them what you say you need. I need a little seat. Mine is fresh up. I'm going to take it too damn much. You hear that, man? Like, <laughs> I hear that. Like, man, it's like, I get love, so it's just like, I'm going to capitalize on they loving me and, and give them and give them something to keep loving instead of something that, like, and he changed. Like, you can hear somebody, like, they always say, the one here wonders all. Oh, man, you know, that first, that first tape always been the hardest one. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, I'm I'm gonna give them, I'm gonna keep giving them. They gonna watch me grow. So it's like they like, oh, that was that tape. Now we see them moving like this. Now this tape is like and they gonna always say, man, that man hard. He hard. He ready. He hard. Cause I'm gonna always give them something brand new. And it's like I got so man, I got so much so many ideas and so much on my mind that I'm gonna do to the industry. And I'm gonna do it in a short time because I'm gonna do what people ain't doing no more. And that's and that's what we really need. I was telling a friend the other night uh, when I was uh, like, you know, a real little kid, I didn't listen to hip hop music. You know, I was outside playing and all that and doing this and that and the other. But the first song that really caught my ear was a song called Tennessee by Arrested Development. I don't know if you remember that song, but it was no, like, I, I, it was I, like I never heard it. Yeah. How, how old is you? I just turned 27 uh, Sunday. Oh, okay, I'm 32, so you probably were not born when this song came out because I was like five. But uh, it's a badass that? song. It's a badass right. song. But back, but back in like the late 80s, hip hop was conscious because you had Public Enemy, X Clan, uh, Arrested Development, KRS One, African Bombada. 
So yeah. when yeah. you listen to hip hop, everybody had like the Kente cloth, and everybody was like Queen Latifah. Can't forget about yeah. Queen yeah. Latifah, MC Light. Um, but everybody was conscious. I mean, if, and in fact, look at Queen Latifah was Queen Latifah, not Latifah, uh, Queen uh, Latifah. Q -tip, Q -tip, Q -tip, Tribe Called Quest. Tribe yeah, Called Quest. Naughty by Nature. So the yep, hip-hop yep, yep. hip was more conscious-driven, and it definitely wasn't really about, well, they had the gold chains and stuff, but it wasn't so much, like, insanely about, I got this, I got that, you don't got this. I feel like nowadays the, the artists are talking down to the fans because I'm like, yeah. I don't got that, so the nigga that you're talking about that don't got that is me. So you clowning yeah. me because I'm broke, and that's the truth. So it's like I, it's like I it's like me the the way I'm going at with it. It's like since you know that I know that it's like the the how can I say this? Uh, I call them cornballs. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like and I'm I'm trying to stir up something. So I'm not just talking to people in my city. And I the reason why I say y'all cornballs, I call them cornballs because it's like you rapping about a life you trying to portray. But you you tricking the people the the feed into that and and you getting people to want to live like you and knowing you making music making money you not out there selling drugs no more you not out there shooting if you was doing it but you rapping about it and you sending that message so people thinking that's cool so really it's just like ain't no more competition like like you were just talking back then with Q-Chip and KRS-One and all them boys music started as competition battle rapping. And, and I come from up north, so when it got down here, not saying I'm speaking against the south, but it's just like everybody look at it as a hustle. There's no, there's really no thought putting into the music, and that's really how I, I'm gonna kill all the cornballs. They cornballs to me, man. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm a really all they fans gonna be my fans, and I'm, a, I'm a cut. Just like people used to, they just like they love Michael Jackson. They gonna love me, man. They gonna love me. <laughs> yeah, they gonna love you. And you know, I think a lot of the things that have changed now is is that there's not a lot of different styles. Like I remember back in the day, you couldn't bite somebody's line. You couldn't steal somebody's style. Like Bone was Bone, Mystical was Mystical. Onyx mm -hmm. was Onyx. Like, they had their own unique sound. DMX was DMX. You I know, ja Rule, like, everybody had their own sound. Trial Call Quest had that laid-back sound, you know? So, yeah, it's, it's like, like nowadays, thing, like, everybody I, I has the to, same sound. I listen to, I used to listen to Soldier Slim when I was coming up, but I, I got what I, the message that some Soldier Slim told me through his music, he told me, Man, if you find your, I forgot the song what it was. It's I know that the 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 rhythm of it. If you find your own style, let feel your mo. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's like I took that like man, you find your own style, they feel you even more. So it's just like when I sit and write, I don't write and be like, oh, what they gonna think? Uh, uh, let me, uh, he he rap this kind of flow. Let me flow. It's just like I just go, man. Whatever the beat, however the beat tell me to go, that's how I go. If I don't write to the beat. I just, I just write it, I write it, I write it, I write it. I can freestyle, whatever, like, I got my own style, man. It, I, it's nothing like me, man, it's nothing like me. When I got off the uh, off the stage for uh, Stop the Violence, a music festival, someone came, and you could, you could, you could go check on my Instagram at Booking Lil Raw 6. That's B-O-O-K-L-I-L-R-A-W-6. 
uh, I got on stage and it was like, man, you, the song that I did, but like you, you remind me of so much of Tupac. But when I wrote the song, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to deliver that message like Tupac did. I just wrote it off of how I feel and how I look at society right now. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, and a lot of times what they mean when they say that is is that your music invoked a feeling in them that reminds them of how Tupac's music invoked the feeling in them, you know, because that he was passionate. To me, man. I ain't gonna lie, that did something to me. Yeah. It did something to me, and then that made me believe, like, dog, I'm a messenger, man. So it just like ain't no, it, it ain't putting no pressure on me because it's just like. Like, 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 I got some job. As a matter of fact, I wrote uh, a couple of days ago. It's like, it's really kind of political, but it's, it's all facts. You know what I'm saying? It, it go like, uh, a black man in the white man world seem to be taking over. We used to be slaves, but now we got them working for us. Could I make a difference? Like Malcolm X or Dr. Kane? Put it in your mind. Be determined. You can do anything. Never say you can't. I would feel you could. Who said you couldn't be a lawyer because you out my hood? Look, they put us on probation, praying that we fuck up. Prisons overcrowded. Majority of them feel with us. Hang go back my tongue. The justice system fucked up. Obama in office, he's fixing what Bush fucked up. New laws every day. First change your cup alone. For starters, you strike your life. Really don't make sense to us. Why every time I meet a judge act like he clue clut? And why y'all gave that man that badge? He just abusing us. And why the DA make more money than a teacher does? Really don't make sense to us. I'm wrong because I bought it up. We ain't equal still racism going now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to take my freedom because I'm black. They know they did wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we ain't nigga. Took on the trial and lost. He did treat us like dogs. Need to treat us like some people. This shit for my people. I'm speaking for my people. I think my people need it because they don't treat us as eagles. Look, no more sitting on the back of the bus. Come here. Thanks to Rosa Park and a boycott. They building liquor stores and jails, but can't redo these schools. Dummy, your tax money ain't going on no books for school. The children are the future. Oh, I feel the same. That white man running game. He's just trying to get paid. Why? The richer getting richer and the poor going crazy. Medicaid and food stamps. I'm proud to say have raised me. Straight out my hood. My grandma themselves Lucy. 25 cent juices. A bag of chips like deuces. Go to them suburbs. Bet you won't find them Lucy. A little 25 cent juices. They gonna look at you like stupid. The world crazy, but I'm standing tall, maintaining it. Proud to be black. And nah, I ain't ashamed of screaming. My shit stay in the L for those who made the way for freedom. Crackers look at me crazy. Thought we all were supposed to be equal. We ain't nigga. And I just like a little something. I, I don't even plan on putting that out till like my third project. Because it's like, it's, it's, it's timing with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's just a little something that I wrote a couple of days ago. Yeah, man. If you got 180 of those. <laughs> then uh <laughs> if you got 180 of those then man you got a bright future because i'm telling you right now just listening to that i almost forgot what we was doing because i was just like oh shit like that's that but you know what that's what we need we need more music that is informative educational because that's educational because like yeah. you said if you're talking to a kid that's in eighth grade who's already dropped out of school 
which means they're not going to get any more formal information. At least they can listen to that and study that and be like, okay, this is, this is what's going on. So it's like your message is like a dual corridor to where you can report political stuff to the people that's in the hood and you can report what's going on in the hood to the people that's out there in the world. Cause that's what I heard. I was like, if I didn't know anything about the hood, I know something now. And if I didn't know anything about the world, I know a little something now. And if you got 180 of those, hey, <laughs> it's going to be hard for me to get up with you to do the second interview. I could write a rap about the time you called the other day and said you wanted to set up this interview. As long as I could see it, touch it, man, I could, I could, I could rap about it. I could rap about You know how the squirrels... You know how like a, a a a girl squirrel to be running, I'll be sitting on the back porch or something. And you you ever seen two squirrels chase each other? Yeah, and they be running up and down the tree. And a, and a male squirrel trying to have, get the squirrel like the the the, the uh, have sex with him. It's like I could rap about all that why, when and where. You get what I'm saying? As long as I can see it and touch it, man, I I believe I could I could do it. It's like I could put it in a way where you can relate to it and all. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And to tell you the truth. Now, have you always had the ability to 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 rap or write poetry? How did that begin? Because I know with me, it began writing poetry in school. I always it just came very easy to me to write poetry. And then once, you know, I got into rap, I was like, oh, this is just writing poetry. Like, so how did you like actually get into it? It was like, uh, I got locked up. My, my first charge, I was like uh, 14. I had got locked up for uh, uh, 36 accounts of entering the auto. I was 14. So they sent me up to uh, a boot camp, a uh, Macintosh, and I had to stay there for uh, like six months. So my first couple of weeks, I'm little. I'm, I'm, I'm not a tall brother and I'm not a midget, but it's like I'm average. So it was like, I'm a little, I'm 14. I'm, I'm around 21 years old that committed to the state. And I never forget, man. They used to, in the morning they used to play the radio to wake us up, and a song came on. Ain't nobody don't ask me. I'm just so fresh and clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, from the and like, 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 I ain't never told nobody this. You feel me? Nobody knew this. I'm locked up, 14. I'm scared. I done seen uh, the uh, juvenile movies when I was young. Like, man, this can happen. That can happen. So my mind going all over the places. I don't know nobody there. I got locked up by myself. And it's like, all I could do was, I, I listened to that, and I was like, dog, they got that Southern flavor. I'm from the South. All they saying is, they, you know what I'm saying, they, 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 they saying a lot, and it, all they doing is putting it in their life, you know, putting their life on paper. So, because I was nervous and scared, and I grabbed a pen and some paper and laid in my bed so I wouldn't have to talk to nobody or nothing. And make it look like I was doing something. That's where it came from. That's where it came from. So you just started just straight up. Pretty much so you self-taught. Yep, pretty much. That's what's up. But, you know, I was talking to another guy interviewed yesterday, and we were talking about, you know, ancient African stuff and African traditional stuff. And some of that stuff is just within us via you know, which tribe and which place we came from and that DNA pathway back to our motherland because 
it's too many people that I meet, you know, doing music and doing the show. Uh, my cousin Gino Mays is one of them, makes the wickedest beats I've ever heard. Um, and that's not just because he's my cousin, but he's never had a music class in his life. You know, I was in the orchestra and play instruments and all that. But this guy here was never formally trained, but, you know, just can murk it. Yeah. And I just find that so amazing when a person, you know, can just like you say, get inspired by something they hear or see, and then boom, just start doing it. And then if you, if, if and what, and how old were you when you said you did that? I was uh, 14. 14. And yeah. then just so, and just from there, just kept it going. Now, were you taking it serious at 14 or was it just something that you was doing? Like I said, like, like I had said, man, I just did it because the environment I was in, I was scared. I ain't gonna lie to you, I was scared. I was I was nervous. I didn't know what was gonna happen the next day or was I gonna get in a fight. So it was like I was just trying to find, to occupy my time. And I never took the music serious. Like, I never took music serious. Cause I, especially when I got involved in the streets, I'm like, man, I have to put this work in and do this, that, and the third to make a thousand dollars. But I can sit right here on my grandma's porch and make a thousand dollars in a couple of hours. So it was just like the only thing that got me taking it serious was my brother going catching a life sentence. That's what got me taking it serious. Like dead, dead serious, no shooting coming or nothing. If my brother wouldn't have never got locked up. We wouldn't be on the phone right now. You feel me? Yeah. So and you my so be right out here. so now I have a question. I know that you said as a result of him getting locked up, that was the catalyst for great change in your life. Mm -hmm. What do you think would have happened had he not gotten locked up? Both of us would have got locked up or got killed. Man. And that's what would happen. It's like we only had, it's like we, 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 we was expecting to go to prison. You get what I'm saying? But not for life. You get what I'm saying? Not for life. So, like, as a part of being out there in the street, you just automatically accept the fact that at some point, I'm going to get locked up. But you don't expect it to be for life, because most times you're not doing shit that, like, requires a life sentence. Nah, we was just living day to day, man. Day to day. Day to day. Either we was going to get killed or go to prison. We, it wasn't like we was out here doing stuff to, to do that, but it was like we were trying to take care of family and take care of our kids and, and, and certain situations, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like, shoot, we'll sacrifice, we'll sacrifice going to prison or sacrifice losing our life to, 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 to put a smile on some of our family members' face, and we accepted that. But that's all we've seen. Damn. That's the trail. That is the trail. So, also, I wanted to, I wanted to touch on something else a little lighter, because you did mention you went out to California and uh nevada and i just want to know could you give us a little a little you know just insight on how that trip went how was that put together and what was it like out there what did y'all do well it was like we went to uh we went to Fred, california fresno for a show and to promote okay uh, we, did the, we did the uh we did the uh we did like a walkthrough a, a walkthrough or two but then the show that we went down there was it had got canceled but it was like, all right, I'm thinking in my mind, I got to get my brother home, so I ain't stopping it. Let me hit the strips and let me go to the malls, pass out CDs, take pictures. And, and it was like, we went back to after day three of that. I think we stayed down there for like a week. 
after day three of that, we was in the room, so we was just, uh, the distribution, my partner Timmy, he was sleep. So me and my partner, uh, OG Devil, we was just really enjoying the sights after we done put in work for a couple of days. Now we just riding around and just like, oh man, we, we smelling some different air. We in this Savannah. So that was an accomplishment that we made that step. But then we get back to the hotel, dead tired. Like we was dead tired, promoting, promoting day, day after day, day after day, day after day. I'm on the internet promoting, promoting, promoting. So it was like, we getting no sleep. Plus we networking with other artists out there. Like, uh, big up the wide, my friends no California, man. A cool dude, that thing gonna very up, creative, very talented, wise from Fresno, California. And it was like, we got back to the hotel, me and my partner OG Devil went. We was just kicking off our shoes, laying down. He laying, he, he, then it was like, we so tired. He had his own room, I had my own room too. But then my uh, distribution uh, partner Timmy, he laying down on, on uh, in my room on the couch, so me and Devil going there, so Devil done laid down on the other bed. So I'm just, and we just laying up looking at the center like, bro, I looked over at him on the other bed like, bro, boy, we, we got that, we, we accomplished something, we here. So, that when my partner Timmy jumped up like, oh boy, y'all boys wake up. We like, man, it's three o'clock, bro. He like, man, I had, I had a dream. So he sat down, put his hands on his knees like, man, I had a dream. We still had like a day or two in that hotel. We like, man, what you talking about, man? You tripping, man. He like, man, get up, pack your stuff, man. I think we need to go to Las Vegas to promote. So we hopped in the car. That was like a six-hour drive. Mm-hmm. We hopped in the car about three, two, three in the morning, packed our stuff, packed up CDs, went straight to the script. Went straight to the script. Wow. So y'all got there at like what, eight or nine o'clock in the morning? Or like- probably left like about three. Probably got there probably around about Probably like eight, something like that, something like that. Eight, eight, a little after eight. But I was so excited, man. I ain't gonna say a lot. I ain't knew the time. I wasn't worried about the time. I was calling my mom like, my mom in Las Vegas, like, man, I never <laughs> expected, I never expected myself to even go past, go past, goddamn on Atlanta, go past Jacksonville. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, it just, I just kept looking like, like. Like breathing in the air, I just thought I just breathed in some California air, but it was like, it was just like, man, I was like, oh man, I I then I gave up on myself with this, and look where it got me at. So it was, it was just like I, I I just kept thinking I was dreaming, and we and it was like we, we were going to promote, but it's just like, dog, I, I I went some way, you know what I'm saying? Not because I was saying I could say that I went some way. I seen it with my own eyes, I touched stuff like. And we went to see some miles. I forgot what the miles was called. I'm picking up dirt. I'm smelling the dirt. Like, it's just like, I don't know, man. It was just a good feeling to me. Yeah, man. And like I was saying earlier, that whole experience broadens your world, you know, because now your world, like you said, is bigger than just Savannah to Atlanta or Savannah to Jacksonville. Now your world is Savannah to California, Savannah to Las Vegas. And hopefully Savannah to Europe and Savannah to Africa and Savannah to Australia. You know, that's that's what I'm trying to do, really. That's why I feel like the Internet is the key, because I'm trying to get... I just started friending people in South Africa on Facebook just to see if I can build up something in South Africa, because I'm trying to go to South Africa. And that's so funny, man. I'm talking about that's so funny, man. 
I got fans on my page from South Africa, man. <laughs> I may have seen some people on your, that may, that may be what has inspired me to do that. Cause I know I seen something and I was just like, man, I need to start reaching out to people in other countries. Yeah. You know, because this is what I believe, you know, to us, you know, like I tell people, they, they come on the show and they're like, well, what should we talk about? I'm like, man, just talk about your everyday life. If that's all you have to talk about, because there's somebody in Russia who has no idea what it's like to be sitting on the porch in Savannah watching squirrels run up and down a tree, you know? And when they hear you say that, that puts a picture in their mind, you know? And now it's just like storytelling, you know? Just like if you listen to a person from South Africa, we don't know shit about South Africa, so anything they say is going to be interesting. You know, that's why we got to just spread our thing out to the world, continue to promote ourselves to the world, because... Just like you said, and I mean, and you know, in an amount of time, you've already went out to Cali once, Arizona once, which means you can automatically go back, you know, because you know how to do it. You know it's possible. I got a show coming up in uh, back in Fresno on January 16th. So I'm oh, probably okay. going to go down there and, and celebrate New Year's there. I'm talking about they loving me in Fresno right now. I ain't going to lie. That's they what's love up. me, man. We flooded. We flooded. Like, we flooded. We flooded. And then it was so funny, right? I had a fan in Fresno that knew. I had a fan in Fresno that was following me on Facebook after the promoter in Fresno put the flyer. So I started getting a lot of friend requests from Fresno. So one particular fan, I forgot his name, man. I wish I knew it right now. But it was like, he had inboxed me because he seen me taking pictures. Like, I'm taking pictures with fans, passing out CD, taking pictures with them, and throw it up on a book. So he seen it, he like, yo, man, you and friends know, where you at right now? So I inboxed him back, man, I'm in the mall. I'm in the mall. And uh, he, uh, he, he like, oh, what mall? I forgot the name of the mall. But you can go on my Facebook, R-A-W-S-I-X, Raw 6, R-A-W-S-I-X Facebook. And you can check out all the pictures and all from there. But anyway, it was like, he, he inboxed me like, man, I'm on the way right now. So he, uh... So he uh, inboxed me again, like, well, what store you at? So we was in the shoe store, really, talking to fans, passing out CDs, like I'm doing. I'm still on my job. Man, I'm thinking he ain't coming, right? Man, this man came with some work clothes and said, man, I might get fired for this, man, but I had to come meet you, man. I had to come meet you. And it's like, that meant something to me. That's powerful. You know what I'm saying? That's powerful. That's that powerful. That meant a lot to me, man. That's powerful. Yeah, so check it out, man. We're about at an hour, so I want you to do two things for me, man. Uh, first thing is, do you have a word of advice for any young people out there, rich, poor, black, white, purple, or pink, who are in the situation that you said you found yourself in where you didn't care anymore, when you was willing to do anything, when you expected the worst to happen? What would you say to a young person who is in that place right now? And I would say, man, just pray. Don't let, don't let, don't let the negative stress you out because when your mind is stressed and cluttered, you can't think of the next step to do to better that situation. Give it to God. Put your pride to the side, man. And just, just go for what you know. Just go for what you know, man. First thing, give it to God. Don't stress. Just, you just don't stress, man, because that's all, all it is doing is like clouding your judgment. Cloud your judgment, so try your best to less stress, be around positive people, because the people you will be around 
that's what you're going to want to do. And that's what you're going to want to see yourself. So, and, and don't let people hinder you. Don't let, don't let people push you to do anything in your life that, that, that you don't want to do in, you, in your heart. You know it ain't right to do. Just, just, just be yourself at all times. And if people don't like you being yourself, and if it's positive and you know it's positive and they don't negative, if it's positive, just be yourself, man, and keep pushing. Keep pushing, man. Don't give up. If everybody give up on you, as long as you don't give up on yourself, you got to make them believe that you're serious. Don't give up on yourself, man. Keep pushing and give all the stress to God and let him handle it. Mm-hmm. And second, I just want you to um, tell the people what shows you have coming up, how they can see you, how they can connect with you. Drop all of your links, all of your plugs, any people you want to give a shout-out to. Take as much time as you need. Uh, well, you can find me on Facebook at Raw6, R-A-W-S-I-X, Facebook, Raw6, R-A-W-S-I-X. You can download my mixtape off that piff. The link's on my page. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Booking Little Raw Six, P O O K I N G L I L R A W, the number six on Instagram. Booking Little Raw Six, B O O K I N G L I L R A W, the number six. And you can just follow me to see where I'm gonna be next and what I got going on. I wanna give a shout out to my manager Boom. He's in Atlanta right now, working his magic. I want to give a shout out to Anthony Anthony Entertainment. That's my distribution company. I want to give a shout out to Devil. That's one of my business partners who started this with me, this, this new this new beginning right here. And, and we just trying to go, man. Y'all stay tuned, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to embarrass my city. I'm not going to embarrass uh, the black people, however you look at it. And I'm going to constantly keep working, man. Constantly, constantly keep working. Giving you brand new material, creative new material. Just follow me, and we can, we, can, we can interact like that. Word up. Well, hey, Raw 6, I thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule and come tell us your truth. Man, I want everybody out there to send a prayer out for your brother and his situation, you know, um, and we're going to keep it moving. And everybody, go check out Raw 6, man. This brother's doing big things. Yeah. I got faded tattoos. I got holes in my shoes, got a beat up guitar, and I can show single blues. And it's hot every day, but I'm still gonna play. Got one love in this life, no one can take that away. Man, I'm going to tell you what, that's a serious story, you know, and I think that story kind of inspires all of us to think, what if, what would I do if I was in that situation? It's real easy to cast judgment when, you know, you've had a very normal life, you know, like me, I think I had a pretty, a pretty positive upbringing, you know, both of my parents went, had secondary educations had pretty good jobs, always provided, you know, it was, it was pretty idyllic looking back at it, you know, now that I'm a parent, but, you know, this, this talking to Raw reminded me and kind of, 
you know, reinforce that, <clears throat> excuse me, that everybody doesn't come up in that situation, you know. And, you know, I have friends that came up in similar situations to his and took similar paths. And, you know, a lot of times when you are talking to people who have never seen, you know, that type of lifestyle or that upbringing from the inside out, they cast judgment on people who make certain decisions, you know, like, oh, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? But it's like you'll never know what that person went through in the most formative years of their life when they won two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, you know. And I mean, I'm just thankful and happy that I had a chance to talk to Raw Six so, you know, the world can be exposed to how this man went from using and selling drugs to the point to where, you know, he encouraged his brother to do it. And then that led to his brother getting a, you know, a lifetime incarceration sentence. That is serious, man. That's serious. You know, but it almost seems like that's what it took to wake him up. And, you know, you heard me. I asked him, I said, well, what would have happened if your brother didn't get locked up? And he would say, well, we both would be locked up or in jail, you know. So it's just, you know, unexplainable how the universe or God or whatever you want to call it works to bring about change in our lives. But. You know, remember, hit us up, www.tellmethetruth-podcast.com. Subscribe on the webpage. Subscribe on iTunes. As I always say, leave a review. I apologize about the Facebook shit and the internet fucking up. I'm done with them. I'm doing all my um out-of-town uh you know, podcast on my cell phone because, you know, Facebook done fucked me up like two times. I'm tired of that shit. When I got a good internet connection and stuff, they need to chill. Hit Raw 6, man. He on Facebook. He on Datpiff, SoundCloud. And I'm going to be honest with you. I like his music. I can honestly say I like his music. And then some people will be like, oh, well, you know, he talks about certain things and this and that. But guess what? That's his life. I don't think that when this man is rapping... It is, you know, like he's writing, you know, uh, fiction. Like this is this man's life, you know. I see, go on his Facebook, he posts pictures from where he's at, his neighborhood. Like this is this man's life. And I mean, y'all heard the story. So I dig his music because his music is truly art. He's really taking his life and putting it into this thing. So get at him, man. Get at Raw Sits. He doing it big and get at us. Leave a comment. Leave a review. You know, give us one star, give us five stars, give us however many stars. Hit up my man E. Youngin over there at Sky High TV, Ethan Snyder on Facebook, and hit me up, Sunny Days Facebook, and then all my links is on the webpage. Go to the webpage, scroll to the bottom, all my links is there. Hit me up. Next week, what is we dropping next week? Next week, we dropping Gino Mays' episode. Uh, we did his uh, record release for 1981-1, recorded the whole show. So that episode is going to be the whole live show. Easy money. Y'all tune in for it. That's coming out do, 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 next Monday. So y'all tune in for that. It's your man, Sunny Day, Sun Diesel, Son of the Sun, Son of Man, Son of God in the Flesh, signing off. And remember, if you can't tell the truth, don't talk about it. Here's a little raw sick.
Shoot at the stars, we all gon' shoot at the car. 